Mr. Echo Man, this is the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Dude, and the non-echoing fella that you're about to hear is Andy. Say hi, Andy. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Andy. It's a dude. We are talking about albums. Yeah! Music! Talk about albums. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, studio audience. You uh, You know what excites me about albums, buddy? I wish I had a boner sound right now, but I don't. <laughs> what, excites <Sh-wing>. you? <laughs> what excites you about albums? You know, when I, when I find one that uh, maybe nobody else knows of, and I, I just want to share it with people because I think it's, it's an awesome hidden gem that uh, deserves to be heard. And that's what we're talking about today on the show. We've got a couple of lesser known albums that we want to share with you. We think they were unfairly passed by by the radio or just popular culture in general and uh deserve to be uh dug back up and uh and listen to you again so that's exciting to me i'm excited yeah well you know uh and part of what is exciting and especially in the in the past i don't know if it's like this anymore with with the proliferation of social media and blah 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 as us old folks are always shitting on it but um <laughs> You, you you know back in the old days you knew someone who liked something an album and they'd introduce it to you you know your, your friend would be like oh you got to check this out you'll love this and right. borrow the CD and maybe illegally dub a cassette copy of it and then <laughs> get your money together to buy a copy and be like man this is great and you had this little thing with your group of friends that you all knew about this guy you you play the record for people and trying to, you know, you think immediately they're going to be like impressed because you know about something they don't. And that's a little harder to come by these days, but it was precious. And uh, some of those records stick with you even, oh my God, like how many, 25 years years later, (laughs) 25 years I think on the one I picked. So, oh man. Yeah. And it was, it's different time, man. And stuff wasn't nearly as accessible. You know, once you like had one of these records, especially if it was harder to find, you were going to listen to it a lot, you know, frequently on, on repeat. So you would you would develop a very close-knit relationship with it. And, well, and boy, yeah. if you could find somebody else who'd like to too, that was like the best thing in the world. Not to mention liner notes, you know, the booklet, the songs, the lyrics, the pictures, the, the experience. And I think that's probably part of it too um, as to why these connected with us because – it was visceral. It was real. Now it's just digital, which is still good, but yeah, I hate to say. Just, just different. But yeah, let's, let's dig into these records, man. Let's do it. Gazinga! All right. You want to... You want a Gazinga first? <laughs> you want straw straws? I don't think you know what Gazinga means, dude. Um... <laughs> Maybe you should. If you did, you would have never said that. Never. <laughs> I'm look it up right never. now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm happy to go first, Andy. I mean, Lord knows I don't talk enough, so why don't I? Nah. Why don't I jump right in? The album I have chosen is by an artist named Jeffrey Gaines, and the album is also titled Jeffrey Gaines. Seems like I have these self-titled records quite a bit somehow. Ryan Adams, Ryan Adams, ring a bell. Anyway. Uh. 
I know you hates it. I was gonna say, who is who is Jeffrey Gaines? I, I don't know him. He's an American singer songwriter and guitarist. He's from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, he was originally signed to the Chrysalis or Chrysalis record label, which I think got like blended into Mercury or something over the years. I don't think it exists anymore. Back in 1990, and he released released his debut album in 1992 uh, called Jeffrey Gaines. He kind of grew up listening to soul music and rock music and in a kind of a rural area in Pennsylvania and kind of formed his own sound, played in cover bands for years. It was first introduced to me by friends when I was in my 20s. So my friends were really into this guy and the the rumors out there at the time, and this was probably 93 or so, was that he had been in a band with Lenny Kravitz that this guy had been a drummer in a band with Lenny Kravitz. He kind of looks like Lenny Kravitz a little bit. Similar hair, similar yeah. bone structure. Yeah, he's got, you know, he had long hair, and but just such a great voice. But we'll get into that. You know, and these were unsubstantiated rumors, and there was no proof of anything, and I just believed it for years. So the with the magic of the internet, I listened to a podcast that he did an interview for recently, Jeffrey Gaines did, and it was a long, like two-hour, two-part podcast, and he was answering some questions, and some of the stuff that came up was about that. So, turns out, there was a band called Maggie's Dream. They were an alternative funk rock band. He apparently was offered a gig before he got his own record deal offered to be one of their, their lead singer or a singer because of peop, you know, people they both knew, like friends in common kind of a thing. And he turned yeah. it down because he, he wanted to do his own songs. He didn't want to do other people's songs. Now, the rumor at the time was that Lenny Kravitz had been the singer of the band, which it turns out, according to Lenny Kravitz, he was not. He knew the guys. He did some back uh, backing vocals on a couple of things and had done some demos with them. But he was doing his own thing for his 1989 album, Let Love Rule, and this one came out in 1990. Uh, So there was a loose connection, but they were never in a band together, as I had first heard. But there was some truth to it, which, excuse me, which is comforting. Because that was all word of mouth back then. Yeah, it's funny to hear how those rumors kind of uh, gain steam and can kind of take kind of life of their own. and (laughs) Especially in a group of friends who... Maybe you didn't have the internet and uh, any way of fact-checking these things. Yeah, yeah, I know. it, and, and that was part of what got me listening to it. But man, when I listened to it, I loved it. It's guitar, you know, acoustic guitar based, folk rock almost, great lyrics, very expressive lyrics. His voice is very unique and expressive as well. And I always just felt like it was completely honest all the way through. And I listened to it hundreds and hundreds of times over the years and I've really enjoyed listening to it again listening to it 10-15 times in the last couple of weeks has been a lot of fun it is so enjoyable and I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump in with a taste of the music and then we can talk about it a little bit more uh this one is called scares me more Uh, 
I really remember liking the lyrics to this song. Uh, He was 26, I think, at the time this record came out. And uh, I was in my early 20s, and it really connected with me. The whole, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And not doing anything is scarier than trying and trying to find a path. I don't know. It always, this whole record connected with me. What did you think, man? I know you had never heard of it. Yeah, I did not, wasn't familiar with him at all. But I think, um, like you said, he, he has a very inviting voice and he he has a a way about him that feels very centered and introspective especially in his lyrics but they're also very clear it's very obvious the the points he's making which is not always the case in singer-songwriter music and i think he's uh as a part of that he's he's very relatable um so there were a handful of songs in here that i immediately connected with and felt like i could understand who he was and where he was coming from pretty quickly which is uh which is awesome in music and that's what that's what you want some type of connection some type of uh under common ground you can relate to and and that's what he's talking about here it's a lot of like relationship type struggles and interpersonal demons he's trying to work through as he's kind of growing up and trying to find his place in the world and yeah it's it's enjoyable stuff yeah i mean you know i remember songs like didn't want to be a daddy which i just couldn't believe the lyrics and you know it was an honest song about um all the things that you know it, it appeared to me that it made a decision with someone in his life to maybe terminate a pregnancy or something and all the things that he wouldn't miss all the things he didn't want about you know being a parent and all the uh responsibilities but then there's another part to the song of all the things he could have missed out on of not right. having the child. And uh, just the honesty of it, and I don't know if it was based on his real life or not, but at the time, just hit me really hard. And I remember really connecting like as person to person, like he was my buddy or something. And that's that's rare. Yeah, it's it's rare you see an artist with, you know, kind of playing both sides of an issue without really having a clear-cut decision made as how they want to present a topic. So... It feels like something you would talk with your friends with who maybe hasn't made a decision yet and they're still trying to figure out, get some get some advice from you. And it feels like when he's doing a lot of these songs where he's just trying to working through things and, and putting it out there to, for everybody to see, which you don't see a lot in art. Usually, usually you're trying to say one thing. So why don't we listen to a little bit of Choices, which is... Um, it's about pro, abortion. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I, well, well, I was going to try and put it in a little nicer way where well, it's about choosing life <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll call it whatever you want to call it let's uh let's listen to choices I'm guessing that uh, this this issue was something heavy in his life at some point. Uh, just just a guess, but uh, yeah, that's what well, it feels like. No matter how you feel about the issue itself, I don't think you can argue that he presents a very compelling and personal take on it. 
that I I can't think of one single song I've ever heard that came out this without any sort of metaphor or holding back at all. He just clearly presents how he feels about um, reproductive rights. I mean, it's 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 very refreshing. I was I was shocked when I first heard that, and definitely gave me a higher opinion of him right off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still tours. He never became a big radio star, but he's got a very very strong base of fans. He's toured with artists like Paula Cole, Tori Amos, Tracy Chapman, Melissa Etheridge, Sting, Edwin nice. McCain. If you remember that guy, uh, the Bacon Brothers, Joe Jackson, Stevie Nicks. So wow. you know, he's I think he's a he's a respected artist all these years later he's still doing it and he still sounds great so check him out jeffrey Gaines. check out all of his records but this one is particularly special to me yeah cool choice man glad to have heard it and uh i'm glad to talk about it i can't believe i got to talk about (laughs) it i know what you mean i know what you mean there's like probably not a lot of people you can have a conversation with about that record so what do you got man all right i got something totally different of course No, not you. But equally, you know, it's hard to say what's really obscure nowadays with the internet, but there's not a ton of information about the about this record or this band out there. But the band I'm talking about is Circle Takes the Square, and in 2004 they put out a full length entitled As the Roots Undo that struck a chord with me at the time. I was uh I just graduated college. It's about like 20 three years old or so emo music was pretty popular at the time and that with that came the screamo genre which god what a stupid name i know right (laughs) a lot of awful music was made in the early 2000s falling under that genre heading but there was some interesting stuff that came out as well Uh, this is one of the few records that i identified with in this time period um so the texas square they're from uh georgia brunswick georgia to be more specific uh there's two founding members that have been consistent throughout the band's career which is still ongoing though they have not been super active as of late drew spazelli and kathleen copulas dubeck are kind of the the two main anchors of the band they both provide vocals and uh play guitar and yeah, I mean, they incorporate a lot of elements of Screamo, obviously. Some post-rock, kind of nice instrumentation goes on in here, as well as some punk and grindcore elements. Uh, it's kind of abrasive music, so you might want to uh, maybe uh, prepare yourself for that a little bit. Let's jump in and play the second cut on this record, Same Shade as Concrete. To go from the soothing sounds, the safety of self of Jeffrey Gaines to this <laughs> is quite jarring. I apologize to the listeners. Totally different vibe. But I, I think um, in terms of um, kind of the artistic attention to detail, I, I would say that, that would be a similar 
characteristic between the two. So you have like this um, kind of battling male and female vocals there that you heard on, on that chorus there. And they play off each other really beautifully throughout the, throughout the record, um, at times finishing each other's sentences and other times kind of singing alternate versions of what the other person is singing. It's really intriguing to me. I, I never really heard anything like that. And that was kind of their, their signature in that, uh, in that genre. Very chaotic drumming, very uh, technical guitar playing. Um, there's also kind of some cool um, poetic type stuff they do. There's some spoken word passages, as well as the lyrics in general are just very filled with metaphor. Oh, I was going to say unintelligible, but go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're screamed at you, but uh, once you listen to it a few times, you can definitely sing along and, and kind of... Uh, get at a deeper meaning of, as of what they're going for on these tracks. So, yeah, why don't you uh, give, give me your thoughts, man? I know this isn't exactly your cup of tea with all the aggression going on, but uh, what did you think of it as a whole? Okay, so I'm playing this in the old uh, Album Nerd Studios. Mrs. Dude is around as well during that time. So what, what I'll say is this. There's interesting instrumentation. I really like many of the songs until they sing. It's very screamy, but like I said, there's definitely clear musicianship that's impressive. The band itself plays very well, and I it was hard for me to take anything from it. If I had maybe had lyric sheets in front of me, uh, I might have had an easier time. I don't know what any of the songs were about. Well, let me uh, let me shed a light on that for you a little bit here. Clue me um, in. Clue me in. <laughs> I, the screaming is always hard for people to get past. Um, in a way, I feel it's unfortunate. There is some clean singing on here, but yeah, if you can't deal with screaming, don't even worry about it. Which was record. good. The clean singing was actually, yeah, I, they, liked, I liked the sound of their voices. Yeah, they can sing fairly well. But this is kind of the movement at the time. I mean, that grindcore genre is all about super fast drums and screaming. So that's a part of this music. And if you can't accept that, I'm sorry. But yeah, the lyrics are a lot... You know, this is kind of one of those records that can can be interpreted a couple different ways. There's definitely the interpersonal growth angle where you're kind of untangling these um, maybe these elements of childhood to allow yourself to grow and you know become an adult. But there's also kind of a, another side to it, which could be a larger like worldview in that the society is coming undone, and this song in particular hints a lot at like an apocalyptic apocalyptic type vibe to it just talk about like a flood clearing clearing the earth and uh kind of this beauty underneath the concrete that that we need to release and kind of get back to our roots as uh as humans you know living on the earth as animals so that, i mean that's the common thread throughout there's it's fairly dark but uh I think that just kind of fits with the genre, the kind of the emo thing, you know, being very emotional and kind of distraught is uh, is a part of this as well. I mean, I, I found this out from my college roommate. You know, I remember uh, last year at college, they had put out one of their first EPs, and it was a pretty different take on the sound that was uh, prevalent at the time, and, and we were both kind of into it. And then when the full length came out, we both just devoured it. And we were one weekend of camping, just listening to this exclusively for you know, probably eight or ten hours over two days. What's it with you and camping and listening to screaming music? Didn't you go camping and listen to the Dillinger Escape Plan as Yeah, well? totally. This is actually the same roommate recommended this record. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yeah, he's into some pretty extreme stuff. But, uh, you know, I still listen to this record I can, and from time to time. So I want something cool that I can, like, scream along to. And uh, I'll just play one more cut from it. This is the sixth track, 
non-objective portrait of karma. Owie. Is that what you would usually do? Just turn down at that point. <laughs> um. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> just... I gotta find um, some type of screaming I can get you into, dude. That's such a good release, you know. It's like the. Well, op- I like sc- I like screaming. Yeah. Just like more what? like a. I like more of a growling sort of, uh, you know, Metallica sort of. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, as, 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 as far as like little spurts of screaming. Yeah, this is like a. Five minutes of screaming. <laughs> Maybe I'm just more zen than you. I listen to enough Jeffrey Gaines to keep me calm. <laughs> but I, like, literally, I feel like a wuss right now. I've got the, I've got a guitar and I'm gonna sing about life. And then you got whatever's going bash on here. The guitar over here in your face and uh, jump down your take throat. a cheese grater, <laughs> take a cheese grater to the inside of my throat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, these guys. They never really blew up. They definitely are popular in that Georgia like metal scene, and they toured on the East Coast quite a bit. Put out. A n- I had heard of them. You had heard of them, really? I had I had heard of them, but I had not heard them. And okay. one of the challenges out there, listeners, is it's tough to find unless you want to go find an old CD or something or listen to it on YouTube. It's uh, not on the streaming services. Not on the streaming services is they do have a Bandcamp page where you can stream these. They're they're two full length records, but yeah, I you know I just I like supporting the band because they're they're pretty small, so I definitely bought the record and a t shirt which is available still on their website. Uh, if you want, are they still active? They put out a record in uh, I want to say twenty fourteen, a couple of years ago. Haven't done much since then. Haven't really toured a whole lot the last few years. Seems like their social media has has dried up a little bit the last couple of years. And they're, I mean, there were eight eight years between their two records. They're just not. They get the impression they have other things going on. Maybe maybe they have families or full time jobs. But uh, I hope they put together something else because they have a, a definitely a, a uh, sound to them that's pretty unique. Well, if they if they do have families, I hope they don't scream at their kids because that would be horrifying. <laughs> just like blow them across the room with their voice. <laughs> Like, go make a bed, make a bed. <laughs> like that would be rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I love I love that record. And I, like I said, I still listen okay. to it a lot. And I think uh, if you can tolerate the screaming, it is worthy of a, of a listener too. You know, now that we're moving on from this section of the show, it, it kind of ties in with something I wanted to talk about. Yeah. What I recommend to our friends in Circle Takes the Square. You know, you you go out for a night of, of gigging, playing your gigs. That's what they call it, right? Gigging. You're screaming your face <laughs> off. Your throat, it hurts. It's sore. What do you need, Andy? Oh, yes. <laughs> Some you need magical tea. A soothing, yeah. a soothing hot cup of maker's tea. Fresh tea leaves that you brew yourself. And all you got to do is go to our friends over at makerstea.com. 
Use coupon code ALBUMNERDS, that's two words, ALBUMNERDS, for 20% off of your next order. Maker's Tea, making great tea easy at makerstea.com, soothing the throats of screamo purveyors everywhere. Hey, glad to help the uh, the screamers with their throats, man. Got to keep them screaming, so. Thanks to Maker's Tea and our friends over there for supporting the show. Next week, we got some good stuff lined up for you. We're going to be... Uh, Touching base on our essential country and jazz projects and dip back in. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Dip back into, uh, some country music and some jazz from, uh, projects we've been doing some deep diving into those genres and exploring some lesser known aspects of them. So we'll have an update for you on that next week. Please do tune back in. In the meantime, where else can they find us, buddy? Well, first of all, iTunes is a great place to find us and a great place to give us a five-star review. It helps other listeners find us while they search in the podcast there. They can check us out on the uh, Google Play Music podcast section, Stitcher Radio, and, of course, always albumnerds.com is a wonderful place to find us, to listen to our shows, listen to our playlists, and to commune with us. Another great way for people to be able to talky-talk with us is on Twitter and Symbol. Just find us at Album Nerds. Please let us know what you're listening to. Follow us and uh, become Album Nerds yourselves. <laughs> there you go. All right. I think that's about does it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much. Peace in the Middle East. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>